This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hi, everyone. I'm Bev Jones, and this is Jazzed About Work, where we talk about everything that can have an impact on your career. Today, we'll be talking with Klaus Peters, a leader in the American hospitality business. Klaus started his career in Germany in the 1950s as a 14-year-old kitchen apprentice. And by his early 20s, he was managing the first in a long line of major hotels in the United States. Today, Klaus has come out of retirement, and he owns a charming inn in Rappahannock County, Virginia. He says his career took off once he learned how to treat other people with respect. He'll talk about that and about other strategies for enjoying your job every single day. Klaus, I, I know you've recently moved into a new neighborhood, and already people are talking what an amazingly nice guy you are. And I understand that uh, in, in the hospitality business, you're described as a guy who has built an extraordinarily successful career by consistently treating other people with respect. You posted a wonderful story on LinkedIn about how you went about doing that, starting when you were just a kid in Germany, and it must have been difficult post-war years in the 1950s. I'm hoping that um, to, that you'll share that story with us about how you started as a 14-year-old kid in the business and uh, started to work your way up, but then everything changed when you had an aha moment and, and, and you realized um, how you're going to go about all this. Can, can you start with the story of what you were doing in Germany as a, an apprentice back those years ago? Well, actually, it really wasn't by choice. What happened is that um, that I, I think my dad uh, came from a very wealthy home and lost everything during the war. He, he was kind of a spoiled guy, incredibly smart, uh, uh, and uh, had an amazing personality, but he was a spoiled kid. So, so he was post-war, he, he, he got some, some excellent jobs because of his personality and because of his intelligence. But he never worked. So, so we were going up and down, being being uh, incredibly well to do, and then uh, uh, being out of work. So, so we kept moving around in in, in West Germany. And at the, in in nineteen fifty nine, all of a sudden, he had a breakdown. He he started his own business, and and the same thing happened again. That. Um, that he just he had he had the great ideas and, and he got people excited but but then he didn't follow up on anything. So you were noticing about the power of work because you saw what happened if people didn't do it. That's very possible, but subconsciously I think. Mm -hmm. But so, so what happened? So so he told mentally he totally fell apart. Uh, I had an older brother of. Uh, uh, it was uh, two years older than I, and 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 we left school. We we I, I was, I, you know, I had uh, I had a few years of elementary school and then uh, a, f a few years of high school. And I, as a fourteen-year-old, I left school in order to support the family. As a roofer, mind you, and um, and and my my mom 
uh, wrote a letter to a friend who had an amazing hotel in Kronberg in Germany. It's a, it's a castle built by Queen Victoria of England and turned into a hotel uh, post-war. Beautiful place. So she wrote the, uh, the gentleman a letter and he said, just send the boy down here. So, so it's a 14-year-old. I packed my little bag and 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 i went down there and 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 i i um, it's close to frankfurt i lived in a, i lived in a lived in a hotel in a, they had employees up in the castle they, they had some some uh, rooms for for employees and and i was uh, in a room with three other other apprentices and and that's that's how i started out and but but the 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 apprenticeship in Germany is about three years. It's uh, you don't make any money. You, I mean something like ten marks a month or something like this. But of course they fed me and I lived right there, so that worked out okay. Uh, you go once a week. You go to school, vocational school, and then after three years you you get a uh, diploma. So so following the three years. I went as a uh, waiter. I wanted to to kind of see the world a little bit, so I went as a waiter to uh, the French part of Switzerland to Lausanne, uh, followed by uh, followed by uh, a season in Paris, also as a waiter. Now, now the, the thing in Europe is when you uh, when you know that somebody, you really nobody. People people uh, there's a tremendous amount of respect for the higher ups. But it doesn't go. It doesn't filter down. So it's respect to the higher ups, but not from the higher ups to the people below. And you were sort of at the bottom of the hierarchy <laughs> in those days. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Of course you are. You know, I mean, you know, let's say the general manager of a hotel had no clue who you are, wouldn't talk to you. You're you're a servant. You're nobody. Okay. So 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 while I was in Switzerland, I and I answered an ad by Hotel Corporation of America. Who were looking for waiters and cooks, and they sent me a contract. And uh, in 1964, I, I, I flew to Houston, Texas, from Paris, and I started at Hotel America in Houston as a waiter, as a nobody, making three dollar fifty a day. Now, I I had I had an enormous amount of Right, I think because of, of, of the experiences and, and the up and down in my life, I had a tremendous amount of uh, pride. Mm -hmm. And it bothered me somehow, again, subconsciously, this is this all now, I'm, I'm realizing all of that uh, since, since, since I'm a little bit more mature. But at that time, I didn't realize it. All I knew that I was not a very happy guy. I had a good personality, but, but because of the uniform and the and, and making three dollar fifty a day, and, and in 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 the United States, a tip system I absolutely uh, dislike, because in in Europe, when you uh, when you work as a waiter or in 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 a, in a tip position, you you make a salary or you you make a livable income, and the tips are some as something extra for a job well done. Well, in the United States, tips are your salary. I mean, when you make three dollar fifty a day, or, or nowadays they may be making five, six, or seven dollars an hour. That's not a wage, okay? So, so it tips bothered the hell out of me, and 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 it just, it as a result, I had tremendous low self-esteem. And 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 when you when you have low self-esteem, you become arrogant. 
So for 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 a while I was quite uh-huh. <laughs> quite arrogant. So 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 I initially I didn't make too many friends. And 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 I still remember uh, fifty three years later. I, I I still remember uh, when Mister and Missus Duffy and their guests came to the restaurant, and I was a server. All right, now Mister and Missus Duffy are. They were the, the owners of a no, no, no. The general manager of the hotel. He worked oh, for general Park manager of hotel. Yeah, yeah, and 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 at that time, Hotel Corporation of America were about thirty years ahead of time. They were doing the things that Four Seasons and Ritz Carlton are nowadays doing. They were they, they were very uh, uh, employee oriented, and 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 they just uh, and the entire food and beverage department were all European. So so they really wanted to. To, to create this 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 environment anyway so so when he came to the restaurant I never forget he uh, he introduced me to his guests Klaus I like you to meet my guest and his guest to me and somehow and you know again subconsciously it triggered something in me that I said wow I am a somebody and all wow. of a sudden there came this pride in me. That 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 I am somebody, and I'm recognized. He put me on his level, and 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 so 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 following, I I, I stayed in Houston for a, for a year and a half, and then I answered an ad to become an assistant maitre d in at Ritchie Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas. Now the beauty there was that I didn't make any tips. I made six hundred dollars a month, and um, and I didn't have to wear a uniform, so I really felt good. But um, <clears throat> but there, there somehow again, I, I I have to say it subconsciously because I didn't I, at that time I didn't realize the power of when you make people feel good. So how how did you start to find the power? How did you start to see how well, that works? Well, just just because because by by um, by uh, Mr. Duffy recognizing me as an equal and making me feel proud and good somehow subconsciously now when uh, when 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 i was dealing with subordinates i used the same message and 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 i believe now i'm i'm thinking back now you know people say nice guys finish last i say nice guys finish first but but even that is not 100% correct because you can be a nice guy, a phony guy, and 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 you compliment people even if they haven't done a great job. So people it's so the nice. essence was actually looking at people and noticing them and seeing what they were accomplishment and then responding to that. Is that well, how? No, not quite. Because if, in in order for people to accomplish them, you have to have. You have to have a vision of of what the end result should look like. Ah. But then you have to making a part of it, okay? So so when you micromanage and tell, it's so much easier to tell when you know what you're doing and you tell people what to do and how to do it. They will respond real quickly and 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 you achieve your goal. Except that the individuals don't don't feel like they're really being part of it, and 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 they are the reason for the success. 
So, so when you surround yourself with people that are good in, at, at what they're doing and, 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 and you share with them your vision and the expected end result and you achieve it, there's an enormous amount of pride and satisfaction. Terrific. And that's, you see, again, I can only say it's all subconsciously because I just did it naturally. And, and, and it took me from, from assistant maitre d' pretty quickly. I came, became an assistant manager of, a, of the, of, of the country club. And then, uh, and, and, and then, uh, so, uh, so, so one of the previous assistant, uh, managers at Reggie country club, who became a general manager in Florida at a resort, he hired me as his food and beverage director. Well, I've never been a food and beverage director. And, but, but again, I was able to, to, to uh, motivate people reporting to me to do their very best. And, and I, 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 I didn't, and I, I think at that time, I was not, I did not pretend to know things when I didn't know them because people find that out real quickly. So, 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 so I was able again to motivate people below me, uh, not below me, but, but people that were working with me to do their very best. So as a food and beverage director, even so I've never done it before, I was able to, to achieve the company's results real quickly and within a year became a general manager of one of their top resorts in Cape Coral, Florida. So as a 26 year old, now I was already, after I come to the United States uh, 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 five years ago, uh, making $3.50 day, I was already general manager of a, of a resort in Florida. And at the same time you were moving your way up within the field, you had overcome your arrogance, it sounds like. Yeah. You had been able to put your arrogance aside. And as you became more attuned to other people and developed a sense of humility, that led to your success. And you you didn't need the mask of arrogance to feel good about yourself. Is, is that right? Well, not quite. Okay. <laughs> so uh, tell me what's right. No, 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 it, no, no, you, no, it was right, except I, there was not a success yet. So, 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 so I had, ah. <clears throat> so I was, it was, it was a hundred room hotel and a country club and I, it, it was owned by, uh, uh, by land developers, uh, in, in, in Florida. And, and it was just a really uh, quite an upscale country club and, and, and motel. And I worked my heart out. The, the issues I had at that time is that I took everything incredibly personal. Uh -huh. when any, whenever anything went wrong, didn't go right. I always beat myself up because I said, well, I, it all happens because I'm too young and I don't know. Because I really didn't know. I mean, I was moving too fast. I, I was not really an expert in anything. Okay. Except that I, I have a, I, I have, I have a blessing of a very analytical mind. So, so I can figure things out even if I don't know anything about it. But anyway, so, so, so I, I, I was a general manager of this place for three years, but I beat myself up and I said, I have to join the big companies. And I finally made a, 
answer and answered an application with Hilton at the Palmer House in Chicago. They were looking for a catering manager. <laughs> and that's a classic place. Incredible. It was amazing. In 1971, I went to went to Chicago, and it was their 100th anniversary. It was a, at that time one of the largest hotels in the world, and, 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 and it had the Empire Room with all the big names entertainment, entertainers. And I mean, I... And then being a catering manager is really a sales position, okay? So, so I had a ball because I would be entertaining uh, uh, potential clients in the Empire Room uh, several times a week, and I had a ball, except that I missed operation because, because why I had fun uh, being being a salesman and don't have operational responsibilities, I was missing exactly that the responsibilities and the feeling that I was actually doing something that made a difference. So you, you like the achievement, and you like working with the people, and you like the systems and organization, it sounds like. You like all of those pieces. Is that right? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking the organi- Well, it depends on... You see, the. Uh, I, I think one of the... Uh, you like the organization... But because I was self-taught, I, I, I wasn't. I uh, I always tried to do things my own way. Uh huh. <laughs> so well, I, I didn't very much care for for somebody looking over my shoulder or or, or, or have uh, uh, policies and procedures that I that I knew by heart that I need to follow. No, I never did that. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. Are you ready to make a difference in the world? The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University can give you the skills to do just that. The school offers a multidisciplinary approach where public policy, environmental studies, and entrepreneurship come together to educate tomorrow's leaders. Learn more about the Masters in Public Administration or environmental studies by visiting ohio.edu backslash Voinovich School. So as you, as you got further along in management, right. and um, I assumed you developed your own policies and procedures or you had a <laughs> sense of them, how, how, did you, how did you feel about putting systems into place and using analytics and um, those kinds of things as, as you uh, grew up in the ranks. Well, you see, so, so, so actually what, what, um, what, what happened is, so, so when I was at the Palmer House about eight months later, uh, again, uh, somebody that I used to work with uh, approached me that were looking for a residence manager in charge of food and beverage for the Sheraton Hotel in Columbus, Ohio. And and I accepted that position. And uh, and I and I loved it that I, I I was back in my element. And uh, and then two years later, I became already general manager again in uh, in Key Biscayne in Key Biscayne, Florida for for Sheraton Hotel. Now, now Sheraton was a terri- at that time was a terrific company, it, in, in my opinion. I, I had I had nothing but respect uh, for the uh, for management there and 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 for for my colleagues. 
and uh, and and they uh, you know they uh, they were I wouldn't say corporate controlled but but they had of course they had this big manual of policies and procedures that I never read and uh, and the business plan they had a business plan and a marketing plan and a budget and all of these kind of things so so so, so they were very very organized mm-hmm. that, that that I didn't know anything about it but but the the the, the other uh, uh, quality I have, I have a very uh, mathematical mind, so, uh, so so I was able to, to to catch on really really quickly, and so 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 I did, I did uh, quite well uh, with Sheraton uh, in in any in, in any of the usually they would send me hotels where I had some issues, and 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 I I love to go someplace. Uh, where there were opportunities to make a difference and to make some improvements, and and this kind of kind of elevated me, and and with with every move, of course, you know, you 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 made more money, and and uh, and I felt good. Now a big change came to me that uh, in uh, I think in I don't know whether it was eighty eight or eighty. 89. I don't know. In the in the late 80s, I uh, I was 11 years with Sheraton. I, I don't know. I I ran. I don't know. I operated six or seven different Sheraton hotels, and and to me the um, the best company at that time was was Hyatt Hotels. But they wouldn't hire general managers from the outside. Only number twos in uh, in hotels uh, where there was a vice president was also the managing director. And but but again, uh, f- with some lucky strokes, because somebody I worked with at the Palmer House <clears throat> was a vice president with Hyatt, and they had a major major issue in in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he called me one day. I was at that time I was opening the Sheraton flagship hotel in Los Angeles. That was in 1983, and he called me. Listen, I have a opportunity for you. To join Hyatt as a general manager, but it's a it's a it's a bitch of a job. It's a, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible place, uh-huh. a hotel, and, and this bing 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 bing. And 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 of course, I immediately excited because well, here's an opportunity to to work for Hyatt. But anyway, so um, so I, uh, I I I accepted the job and uh, and and and. Uh, um, and and I did uh, I did a number of things. At, uh, I always considered Pittsburgh to be uh, the best three years for a long time, the best years of my life for only one reason, because what I was able to do there. And and at that time in '83, Pittsburgh was the fourth largest uh, corporate headquarters in the United States, but it was incredibly depressed because of steel and coal was was dead, and union were incredibly incredibly strong. And, and after 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 I got there, I uh, I kind of Hyatt uh, Hyatt was an amazing company, you know. While with 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 Sheraton, we had this big big volume of folders of marketing plans and business plans and budget. Hyatt well, the entire plan was about three pages. <laughs> uh-huh. It sounds like more your style. <laughs> I loved it, but anyway. So, so what beauty at that time was was beautiful. We were totally, in, were incredibly innovative, and the concentration was on the top line, create business. Okay, 
So, so here I'm, I'm in this depressed city, and 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 after after my honeymoon of a few months, all of a sudden, then the daily call started. Okay, Klaus, what have you done to create business? And there was incredible pressure on. Okay, you know, you, you know, your numbers don't look very good. <laughs> you gotta do something, right? And and and. So what are you going to do in the in the, in a city that is totally depressed? And a new city to you. You didn't know the yeah. situation. But, but here what happened. So this was, that was a beauty. Okay. So it's, it, there, there were three major hotels. There was a Hyatt, which was the smallest hotel. We had about 380 rooms. And there was a Hilton and a, and a Westin William Penn. The general manager at the Hilton was a fellow, Joe Kane, that I worked with at the, also at the Palmer House. He was a controller at that time. So after looking at things, I, I, I called Joe and said, Joe, look, I'm looking at what's going on here, and there's not enough business for me to steal from you, and you cannot steal from me. But Pittsburgh is the fourth largest uh, uh, headquarters city in the United States. we got to join forces. we got to appeal to these corporations to, bring some, to take some of their business back. And, you know, it's nice to go someplace else where, where, where it's pretty and nice, but, but we've got to appeal to them to bring some of their business back to Pittsburgh. And he said, well, this is a terrific idea. So then we got hold of Bob Haas, who was the general manager of the William Penn, and we sat down with him, and he loved the idea. And then I found this young lady, incredibly bright uh, marketing person. She had her own little company. And we came up with this idea, bring it home, Pittsburgh. And, and, and we started with billboards, with the three pictures. We are getting together to uh, get your business. I, I still have some pictures of it. We had billboards all over the place that attention uh, corporate, uh, corporate executives. We are out to, uh, to get your business and this kind of thing. And then we, we, we started an advertising campaign with the, uh, we, we, we took pictures with a steel curtain from the, from the Pittsburgh Steelers and we are taking on the big boys and, and we had a picture with Lim, uh, Mariam Le, uh, uh, we're shooting for the same goal. So, so, so all of a sudden we got, we, we got the, uh, the community behind us, we got the business people behind us. And, and within one year we had the best year ever in history of the hotel. And, you know, and those are the kind of things that is so much more motivational and so much more important than any kind of money could ever make. Because once you make enough money to pay your bills, it really is not that important anymore. So, 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 so Pittsburgh was 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 terrific. And 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 uh, when when I met the uh, when I agreed with Hyatt that I would take over the hotel. Uh, a friend of mine managed the Hyatt Regency in Dearborn, which one, which was one also one of the um, was an incredible hotel. So I told him I do the job in in Pittsburgh, but when the Hyatt Regency in Dearborn becomes available, uh, I I would like to be the top candidate for this. So after three years, bingo, I became general manager of my dream hotel, the Hyatt Regency in Dearborn, a spectacular hotel, about 800 rooms, amazing with amazing conference space, a huge, beautiful place with uh, four restaurants and, you know, everything you could possibly imagine. Well, Klaus, I want to um, interrupt you here and jump yeah. way ahead. This is this is fascinating how you worked your way up and you had some principles and you collaborated and you innovated. And I know that um, 
in the years afterward, you've been in some amazing properties and you've managed lots of people. But let's jump ahead to what's happening now. Okay, so I had a great time. I mean, you know, I was a king of my castle there, and 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 I had an incredible life. Okay, the and and I had a I had a very very strong uh, executive group. Even so, you know, we were like a management factory because that's a big hotel, and 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 hired. Uh, we had a terrific management training program. So 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 I got all these these uh, uh, training managers working working as a hotel but anyway so so what happened there is uh, I started to believe how incredibly good I was <laughs> ah the arrogance came back a little bit in, in some ways right because at that time I, I still most of the things were done uh, subconsciously I, I took advantage of the fact that when you made people feel good, and you make them part of the, that they really felt as a part of the success, they would work their heart out, okay? Yeah. So so now I have this big hotel with whatever, five or 600 employees, right? So 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 I'm, I'm pretty close with my executive committee and I'm, I, I'm, I'm very good with, with the employees that, that had the personality to, to, to be recognizable. But I also kind of, didn't pay attention to people who didn't. Ah. Now the the Ritz Carlton opened up uh, down the road. It uh, it was a big complex, and, and everything was owned by Ford Motor. Our hotel was owned by Ford Motor, and the Ritz Carlton was owned by Ford Motor. Okay, so the Ritz Carlton opened up uh, a few blocks away, and of course they needed employees. So guess what? They hired my what I would call deadwoods. Uh-huh. Okay, the, 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 I think all the guys that, that are just terrible, right? Uh-huh. And three months later, after the hotel opens up, I go to the hotel, and here are the Deadwoods, are phenomenal, engaging employees. Wow. And, and I realized... I really miss the boat. And I think this is when really the change came, how important it is, personal recognition. This is when the final realization, this is, I think, when it all came together. All of a sudden, it came together how important it is to make people feel good and to make people feel important. And the way you feel, make people feel good is by total respect. But also to share what the plans are and to correct in a positive way when people do things wrong there. When people, it is okay when people make mistakes. When you reprimand them, they never make a mistake again because people hate to be reprimanded. But when you correct them in a respectful way, all of a sudden they're learning something. <laughs> all right, this is so important. Let me repeat that. That what you learned when it all came together, and you tell me if I don't have it right, but what you learned when it all came together is that you have to consistently, all the time, treat people with respect. And at the same time, you share the vision with everybody. And when mistakes happen, approach them in a forgiving spirit and correct them in a positive way, maybe focusing back on the vision. Did I get that right? Perfect. 
you see. So, so, so after that, finally, always, I think this is when it came to realization uh, what I was doing right and what I was not doing so right. And so, so that now I really changed. Now, from then on, what I would do, I would just daily make my works, and I and 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 and, and with 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 employers that are <clears throat> that are a little bit shy, I would kind of particularly pay attention to them. <laughs> yeah. So nobody in your mind was going to be Deadwood again. This is somebody Never. who looked like Deadwood was maybe somebody who had to focus a little attention on. That's exactly right. You know, and you know, I of course I, I terminate a number of people. So so when you work with them and you find you find that that things don't work out for them, well then then it's better to uh, to separate. So you you took these lessons and you went on to have a career at at some amazing places. And now I want to jump ahead a little bit right, because you're on a a new adventure. As I understand it, um, you retired seven or eight years ago or so, and um, you found that retirement just wasn't for you, and now you've been doing a few things, but one of them is you bought a lovely little inn in uh, Rappahannock County, Virginia, in Little Washington, as it's called, uh, by the locals. What's it like to start over again on a smaller scale, and does the same kind of approach work as you once again come to a community where you don't know anybody, and and you start the process of becoming part of the community and the and and uh, leading a, a new business, but one you own this time on a small scale. What's it like? Well, I love this place. <laughs> you know, I I. I, I I, I right now I'm in Los Angeles right now as we speak. Right, I'm in a beautiful condo development in Century City with all the bells and whistles you could possibly imagine. Everything, uh, pools, clubhouse, tennis courts, gyms, everything you can have. Right, I live here for four and a half years. I don't know my neighbors. I'm freaking bored out of my. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it is. It's just funny, you know. You know, you 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 go around here, and you say hi, and some people don't even answer. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Okay. But you know, but this is okay. Well, it may be bad. It's not bad. But ultimately, since I'm 14, I'm in hospitality. That's my whole life. Mm-hmm. Okay. I. I when I was a GM, it's not just it was not a job because I actually lived in hotels for over forty years. So it was my life, okay. So 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 many of the friends, they they they, they were not associated with a hotel, but they were associated as probably as as customers, previous customers or future customers or whatever. So so everything turned turned around hospitality my entire life, right? So I'm here in this place, besides the fact that I don't know my neighbors, I miss it so much, the engagement and also the feeling of making a difference. Yes. This is so important. There's, I don't think there's nothing more. It is so motivational. It feels so good when you do something where you really feel, oh, I, I accomplished something, right? So I didn't have this. So so I do I do well fine. I don't have any financial problems, right? So uh, so we have a very good life. But I'm 
bored. I miss it, okay? So for two years, I'm looking to find the right place. And the right place for me had to be top, top quality and very small because it's not a case. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I'm, I'm not looking to get rich or to to have an investment in uh, uh, to turn it over or to create it from that point. I, I was looking for a lifestyle. So I needed to have a small place that is top, top quality with a great reputation and uh, uh, and, and, and really a quality clientele. And I looked for two years. And by sheer coincidence, I came to, uh, came to Little Washington. And the only reason I, I found that I, I, was, I was working with a, with a broker who's specializing in bed and breakfast because I wanted to have a bed and breakfast with a, with a, with a restaurant. For two reasons, of course. Number one, that's the only thing I could really afford, and I didn't want to take any partners. But I also want to have a small enough, so uh, so uh, so I had total total control uh, over it as far as the guest is concerned. So 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 I looked at a whole bunch of different different uh, uh, inns. The pictures are all gorgeous until you get there. And uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing like the pictures, right? So, 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 I, so while I was working with them, I, I always, I always looked online, and all of a sudden, I saw a place close to Washington D.C. Now, now I love Washington D.C. I managed the Watergate for four years and closed it in 2007, and then I made a conversion of a uh, Westin Hotel to a luxury collection hotel before I retired. But I always liked Washington. And I saw, well, there's a place close to Washington. I said, well, let's just take it. And the pictures look beautiful, right? So I just, let me just take a look at it. So so, so I've, I just flew down and, and met, met with the broker. And I looked at the inn, and, you know, it's amazing. First of all, it was every bit as pretty as the pictures, number one. Number two, but there was some sense of incredible comfort. When you actually there, I felt incredible. Incredibly comfortable. And this is the the Foster Harris house, right? Foster Harris house, right. And I met the owners, and there was there for thirteen years. Uh, uh, to me, a young couple, <laughs> and he was a hobby. He was actually he was not a professional chef. He was a hobby chef, and he was he created a, just an incredible reputation for outstanding uh, food and and dinner service. And I went into the kitchen, and the kitchen is so pretty, you you don't wouldn't mind sleeping in it. I mean, everything is so clean and and just absolutely quality. So at that time, I made up my mind, I'm gonna buy this place. And then I realized, oh shit, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm thinking about all these people that I used. To, I, I used to work with some amazing chefs. Incredible. But many of them, of course, have have a temper. Yeah. Okay. And in a little place, uh, the wrong person can can totally a, a few negative comments uh, can really kill your business. So I was thinking, and 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 all of a sudden, I remember at Chica Lodge. I managed Chica Lodge for three years, which is one of the top resorts in the country in the Florida Keys, an amazing place. And I worked with an executive chef there. Don Sieber, absolutely an artist, but but had the right attitude and everything. And uh, and I hadn't spoken to her for 16 years, 
but a couple of times I have written a recommendation letter for her when she was looking for a uh, for a position, and she had a big position in Jacksonville, uh, for Mayo Clinic, being in charge of the entire culinary department. So she had a big job. So I send a little note: uh, Hi, uh, Don, how are you doing? And uh, hope you're doing well. And I and I. So I told her about my little inn, and she called me the next day and said, wow, this has been my dream. I would love to do this. And so, so she and her daughter came up one week before I closed on the, on the, uh, on the inn on, in January. And, 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 and she has done an amazing job. And, the, and, and, and really, the, the payoff for me was that, that, that after I had decided to, to buy the inn, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I couldn't be there. So so I own the inn since January. We have been operating the inn. And I have on, only been there uh, up, off and on for a few days and once a couple of times for a week or so. But the inn is being run by Dawn Siwa and her daughter, and they're doing a phenomenal job. So, uh, so, so the... Uh, the difference, the difference between what I used to do and the little inn is that, that in the in the in the larger hotels, the only people that 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 I really got to see and, and uh, you know, was either either uh, uh, people that that had an influence on creating business for me, let's say local business people, or uh, corporate contacts. All the people that screamed loud enough to get through the hierarchy uh-huh. of six, seven levels of guys, right? In in my little inn, I meet everybody. Every guest, I meet them. I, I touch base with them before they arrive. I meet them during, when they arrive, during their stay there, and when they leave. And it's interesting because in that very moment of time, while they're there, we become the best of friends, you know, and then we forget about, they may not, I don't think they're going to forget about it, but but then they go on and I go on. Right? Yes, but you have some real contact. You have a real relationship, although it may be a brief one. Right. But you see, but this is so beautiful because it's, I feel good about it and they do. It's a total win-win situation. I mean, the whole operating little inn is to me is absolute pleasure. And, and, and I'm fortunate, of course, I'm fortunate that because of the quality of, of my chef and her daughter, what they're doing, you see, I don't, I don't, I don't have to uh, work all that hard. I really have the time and, 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 and the, uh, the mental freedom to totally concentrate on the guest while they're staying with us. So, so it's, it's a beautiful situation. Well, I want to um, try that dinner sometime. I'm looking forward to that. But meanwhile, let me just mention the name of the inn again. It, it's the Foster Harris House. It's in Washington, Virginia, locally known as Little Washington. And I'm sure you're online. And if people want to hear more of the story, I'm sure you're going to be willing to share it with them when they come to visit, right? Well, absolutely. <laughs> so I think we're about out of time, but gosh, I've so enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Do you have any um, final 
suggestions or tips for for people who are thinking about entering a, the hospitality business, whether they're people who want to retire and open a B&B like sometimes feels half of America wants to do, <laughs> or if, if they're young people who are, who are thinking about starting out? What What's your uh, best advice for people who are thinking let about me, the business? Let me let me go to the young people first. Okay. You, you know, many times in your life, you, you you think back, and if if I had a chance again, uh, would I do it again, or would I do something different? And and I today I feel I I had such a terrific time that I would would absolutely love to do this over again. The, the hospitality business is, is just amazing. There is so much room for success. It may have been changed today. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But, but, but for me, it, it was just an absolutely amazing business. Now, I, I know what I'm good at. So, so I, was, I, was, I was good at motivating people that are working with me to do their very, very best. What I was not very good at, and I was very, very good with owners, because most of the hotel companies, they have management contracts, they don't own the hotels, they have management contracts, so mm -hmm. you have to be, uh, you, you really have two superiors. One one would be the, uh, the management company, and the other would be the owners. So I was very, very good with the owners. I wasn't all that good <laughs> person. They only liked me because of my... <laughs> my results but, uh -huh. but because I was since since I started so young and I had my own little way I was never very good in sharing with a company or, or cater to vice presidents and I never wanted to be more than a general manager because I loved to be to to be in to to be leading in a hotel I love the hotel business I love to live in a hotel and to be in charge there. I never had any desires to become a vice president, to be in an office someplace. And so, so as a result, I would never really uh, cater to these vice presidents in corporations. And the fact is that for a young person who really wants to get ahead and make a career, Accomplishments are one thing, but catering to your superiors is equally or sometimes more important. Uh -huh. <laughs> I could never do that. Or you can, you can make a choice like you did, but it's yeah. got to be a conscious choice. Exactly. So, so, so if somebody here wants to, you know, I, I give you one quick example. There is Horst Schulze. Horst Schulze was a waiter with me in 1964 in Houston, Texas, making $3.50 a day. And he also, he, he, he was a general manager with Hyatt, became a vice president with Hyatt, and then he became president and CEO of Ritz-Carlton Hotels, and he started Ritz-Carlton all over the world. There's a guy who made three dollar fifty day as a waiter, you know. Yeah. So, so, so he had he had uh, tremendous ambitions to 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 go further than a GM. I never had that ambition. I love to be in charge of the hotel. That's all all I ever wanted. So, so, so it all depends for for young people. 
if, if they said our I, hospitality business is a terrific business as long as you know how to take advantage of all the benefits it provides that's number one but number two uh, if you if if you really want to make a bigger year you gotta cater to your superiors and I never did that so what about people who are thinking of starting a little B&B, who maybe don't have a background in the business? Where do they pick up their skills? That, I have no idea. <laughs> 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 because if you don't know, yeah, you know, uh, you know, what do you, you know, it's, it's people that go to back bed and breakfast. They're, you know, they are looking for this kind of personal environment. So if you have the, if you, if you really like to be engaged, I think that is a top quality you have to have. To be engaged with the guests, to be engaged right. with the people. Because that's what, you know, in a small place like this, that's people who are staying in bed, that's what they're looking for because they're not cheaper than hotels. Yeah. You see, so 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 so, so the individuals that staying in a bed and breakfast, they're, they're looking for this personal attention Every one of our guests get personal attention. You go to a hotel, you're a number. You're going to a bed and breakfast, you're it. <laughs> yeah, you're the, you're the star attraction. That's exactly right. Well, you know how to make people feel good. I can vouch for that. And exactly. uh, I've, I've loved listening to your stories. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, Klaus. I look forward to seeing you at the Foster Harris House sometime. Thank you, Beverly. Today we've been talking with Klaus Peters, who has enjoyed a flourishing career in the hotel business. Today he's the owner of the Foster Harris House in Washington, Virginia, and he's the developer of state-of-the-art guest services technology. Today's tip is that, in the long run, one of the key factors influencing your career is the way you treat people. You can never predict who might have the power to impact your success. But you won't go wrong if you treat every single person you bump into as a valuable part of your social network. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. I'm your host, Beverly Jones, author of Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO.